like the eternal city that is Rome, where the ecclesiastical splendor of the Renaissance completely enthralls the imagination. The dome of St. Peter's rises upwards like a heavenly choir. From the topmost pinnacle, the centuries that are Rome spread out in everlasting significance. Hello, good morning, everyone. Uh, happy Derby Day if you live in Kentucky like myself and have Derby plans later today. But um, today we have on Keaton Gummerson, formerly known as Kinetic Catholic, now known as Kid Catholic. Or I got I got those two backwards. My yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> formerly known as Kid Catholic, now known as Kinetic Catholic. Um, so how long ago did you make that switch? What uh, led you to switch the name, the branding? Right. Well, um, since I started it when I was like 11 with the name Kid Catholic, I always like whenever somebody would ask me what happens when you're not a kid anymore, it was always like, oh, that, I can worry about that later type of thing and not really think about it. But um, yeah. I got kind of some mentorship from the founder of Project YM, uh, which is Project Youth Ministry. And he suggested kind of kind of getting the switch before senior year, making it a little early. That way it begins to stick a little bit. Um kind of leading up to then when you actually turn 18 and can be taken a little more seriously outside of just um, kid Catholic. And so um, I wanted to kind of keep the same like KC, the same kind of overall um, structure of it. And that way you kind of didn't lose the the idea behind it. Um, but then uh, in, in kind of praying about it, uh, I really stuck on kinetic and kinetic ministries because kinetic mean meaning like to set in motion. And that's mm -hmm. like what we're trying to do with, with, um, like our own faith life, but then everybody's just set it in motion. So I made the switch, uh, I think officially in August. Um, and then it's been yeah. since then. I'm still going to be called Kid Catholic by many people for a long time. And that's perfectly mm -hmm. okay. But at least now to kind of get get the ball rolling on, I'm switching it over before before I turn 18. Yeah. So you're not 18 yet. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. And you have 17 days left of high school. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, so yeah, what's it like being a Catholic in high school? Do you go to a, like a private Catholic school or just a public school? So I go to a private Catholic school um, and I was homeschooled through eighth grade. So it was still kind of a big a adjustment as a whole. Um, but I, I think that what a lot of people don't understand is, is that it all depends on the high school, but even like Catholic high schools, you're still going to have a lot of secularism. Like you're, you're still going to have a lot of people who, who aren't yeah. faithful a lot of people who are Catholic in name only. And so I think it is a lot easier than it would be at a public school to live out the faith. Like, don't get me wrong at all. And there's, there's definitely several people in my school um, who are very faith oriented and, and, and are able to come together in that way. But it's still not like, like you still have kind of the pressure of um, your societal generation and, and considering mm -hmm. sin and normality and all that type of stuff. Um, but I, I, again, I think it is easier than a public school. Um, and I'm very, very grateful that I've, that I've gone to it. I mean, I really, really like the school as a whole. Um, so, so yeah, I go to a private Catholic school. Um, but, it, but it took some adjusting to kind of be able to live out the faith for, for the past four years while still, still maintaining kind of social life in high school. Yeah. So are you excited for college? I see the Franciscan university shirt there. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. I'm really nervous. Um, I have, I have a twin brother and he's going to uh, to college in Nashville. So that's mm -hmm. still a little bit of separation and then kind of just separation from, from family, from friends mm -hmm. as a whole, but that's a part of it. So like, I'm excited too, um, while, while maintaining that kind of nervousness. And I'm especially excited for where I'm going um, at Francisco yeah. because um, obviously like I don't fully know the culture there. I haven't gotten there yet, but I know that it'll be um, a lot easier to, to live out the faith there than, than it would be at, at other colleges. And so, um, I'm really, I'm really excited for that. So what degree are you going for? So I am double majoring in theology and catechetics. That's um, pretty cool. Kind of learn how to um, eventually become a theologian. Yeah. So you'll learn from like Scott Hahn. Scott Hahn might be your teacher. Maybe. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. That'll be pretty cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, what led you to Steubenville. How did you hear about Steubenville? Because I've heard that city is becoming like um, really Catholic. It's growing like one of the biggest Catholic populations, uh, growing Catholic populations. 
So did you hear about it on Matt Frad's uh, podcast? I honestly, I honestly don't remember how I heard about it. I, I know that that my mom maybe had brought it up to me first. I think I heard it first from her, honestly, or from from a Steubenville conference. Um, mm-hmm. going to one of those, but genuinely, I can't like I it's I struggle to remember how I first heard of it just because I've wanted to go there for so long. Like since freshman year, it's been on my mind. Sophomore year was kind of uh, sophomore year was when I visited, and when I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm a thousand percent gotta end up here. Um, so I can't remember how I first heard of it, but I know that I've just been drawn to it for years. Um, and that it's been like the college that I've had my eye on from the get go, which I feel, I feel really blessed to have had that, that I didn't have yeah. a lot of stress with choosing a college. Um, just cause I kind of had my mindset on, on what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I dropped out of college, then went to community college and now, um, so I got a degree in electricity, which was a waste of time. So I'm thinking of going back to college for something like theology or whatever. Right. Um, so I might be a, um, joining you at Steubenville sometime in the future. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, what's it like? Uh, what's it like being um, a famous Catholic? Because you have quite a bit of YouTube uh, subscribers. So, like, what's it? Um, what is the reaction from your family and um, people who don't know you? Like, do they treat you differently? Right. Well, honestly, it's it's a little bit hard to tell. I think that especially in comparison um, to some other people, I personally don't like to consider myself like a famous Catholic. Yeah. Um, but no, I do have like more of a following than, than I even think sometimes. Um, and it kind of hits me when, when I realize it. Um, but, but no, I think that, um, like, obviously I have, I, I think I have a great group of friends, um, and they'll, they'll make jokes sometimes like, oh, he's just a celebrity, all the, all this type of stuff. But, um, no, I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. I get a lot of support from my family. Um, I remember, uh, I think especially in like the Oklahoma Catholic world, because Oklahoma is only 3% Catholic. Mm -hmm. And so I think especially where I'm most like well-known is in the Oklahoma Catholic world. So any Oklahoma Catholic event, you have people. And so um, I I think the first time that I got like recognized, I was at the zoo and it was like right after COVID. And then this guy was like, Hey, can I get a picture? And I was like, sure. So, so it's kind of like a realization of that, but I, I don't think, um, I don't like to kind of consider, I don't like to think about it, honestly. And I don't think about it most yeah. of the time. Like I am that I do have that many people watching. Like for me, it's just become so normal that it's just like, oh, what I do is I post videos because I'm passionate about it because, um, I, I'm trying to build my prayer life and it helps me. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of support from my family. Um, and then from my mom from the beginning has been super, super helpful. So I've been very appreciative of that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool as well. So you mentioned um, like how it helps your prayer life. So like, what has been the impact of having this YouTube channel on your own spirituality? And you said you started it at eleven, uh, so you weren't even a teenager then. Um, so how do you think that has helped you grow into the man you are today, young man, even? <laughs> Yeah, no, it well, it's helped so much. So I started it when I was 11 and I had just attended um, the Catholic Family Conference in Wichita. And so um, after that, I just thought that like I clearly knew everything there was ever to know about theology. And so obviously I could do this and so I would teach it and all this stuff. And so I started the YouTube channel, but um, I just like make having it a priority to go back and make a video every week because I've been posting a video every single Tuesday for six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so making it a priority to, to go back and make a video every week, one, like it just allowed me to keep learning. If I did, if I wanted to do a topic and I didn't know about it, I had to research it. I had to learn. I had to come up with, with, um, what the truth is, but yeah. then beyond that, whenever, um, there were kind of like little dips in my faith life or whenever I felt myself not praying as much and I would go back to, to record a video, I, it was like, I was led back in that, in that spiritual nature. It was like, mm-hmm. um, I can't sit here and talk about God if I'm not going to talk to God myself. Uh, and so I think that that helps so much. And just with the opportunities that, that it's blessed me with and the places that um, the ministry as a whole has, has kind of allowed me to go, um, it's just been super, super spiritual and impactful. And so I'm in my prayer life, um, uh, obviously it, it's not perfect, but it is, I like to consider it at least f- pretty strong. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that is because is of the ministry. Um, because God, God 
guiding me to start the ministry in the first place as, as just an 11 year old. Mm -hmm. So uh, at 11, you were already pretty far ahead of where I was when I was 11. Um, and you're making me feel old now. Um, <laughs> you still being in high school, but I, I'm only 21, so not too much. Right, right. Um, so yeah, like, uh, have you got into writing or anything along that lines? Like, is there a, a potential book in the works? So there was for a while. Um, then high school got me. So no, um, I, wrote, yeah. I wrote the forward for a book. Um, I do want to eventually. Uh, I think kind of where I'm at is that I want to know more. Like, I, like you know what I mean? Like, like I want to have mm -hmm. um, kind of a deeper knowledge because I feel like I could right now. Um, but I feel like if I am going to write something, it's not, I, I don't want it to be because I could, I want it to be because there's something, there's something deep there that, that, that I want to, and that I feel the, the need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so not yet. I want to eventually though. Like that's, that's mm -hmm. on, on the list of goals. Yeah. I think uh, that would be a good thing to pick up in college. That's yeah. how I got into writing. I was just bored in a college dorm room. And it was during COVID, so that might uh, right. explain some of it. No socialness or whatnot. But, but yeah, that's um, writing's um, sort of along the lines of video making that by writing about God, you also have to be practicing your faith. Right. Um, so I've experienced that in my own life. Um, but yeah, I guess going back a bit, um, you said you've like done conferences, you've given talks at conferences. How many conferences have you spoken at so far? I don't know if I have a count, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I mean, not not as many as like the big Catholic speakers, obviously. But um, mm. I've spoken at, I think probably the biggest conference I spoke at was in CYC, um, and then I've spoken at. What else have I spoken at? But I've spoken at the Catholic Family Conference. Um, there's been a lot of like different conferences, different churches, schools, especially um, that I've been blessed to to be able to go and speak to. And so it's led to a lot of awesome opportunities also. But um, I don't think I have a count of, of <laughs> the, the places, at least. So when did you start giving those talks? At what age? So so my first speaking engagement was when I was 12. Um, and it was what? my own church in front of like kids that I knew. And I was petrified. And I remember like I, I would I was practicing in my room, like word for word, what I was gonna say, like mm -hmm. hours ahead of time. And then it's gotten to the point where like I've kind of been able to grow with it that um I don't really I I personally when I give a talk, I don't like to have exactly in mind what I'm gonna talk about ahead of time. I like to kind of um let yeah the Holy Spirit guide me a little bit and just let it kind of come. So I've been able to grow in kind of the skill set as a whole too. But um, yeah, the first speaking engagement was when I was 12 and then it especially really started to take off um, eighth grade year. So I guess I would have been 13 then. Mm -hmm. So what are your favorite things to talk about? Do you have like a certain aspect of uh, the Catholic religion that you um, like to talk about the most? So it really, well, it really depends, especially on what the church is asking me to, to talk about or what they're going over. What I like to talk about is... Um, prayer life more specifically i think i think because most of my talks are given to young people i have given talks to adults but most of them are to young people mm -hmm. and i think that kind of my favorite thing is to talk to a group of high schoolers or middle schoolers um about living their faith in their in, in, in our world in our society and and with the internet with social media like everything that comes with our generation is like in there's so much um and there's so much to account for and there's so much that needs to be talked about and not ignored and not pushed under the rug and so i think i like talking about that because i think there's a level of relatability there too um that like i'm, I'm able to connect connect with them connect with them on a deep way um yeah. and, and kind of understand that and so i think that's probably my favorite kind of aspect to look at um as as a whole i kind of talked i've talked about um purity i've talked about uh, the significance of vocations. I've talked about the importance of self-love. Oh, there, there have been a, an array, but I think if I had to pick like a go-to favorite, it's probably it's probably that one. Yeah. So have you noticed like any positive experiences um, in the people that you've talked to or like any positive feedback? Um, so any yes. negative feedback even? Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so I think in-person talks, um, 
I get a lot of positive feedback and I'm really, really grateful for that. I think especially because the people who would give negative feedback wouldn't come in the first place. Um, yeah. But no, I've gotten, I get a lot of positive feedback. Um, I get a lot of uh, uh, kids asking or wanting to start YouTube channels after it too. Um, mm -hmm. So so I think I get a lot of positive feedback. I think a, a lot of the negative feedback comes um, online, comes in the YouTube comment section. Um, I've learned to just kind of allow it um, to just kind of uh, uh, not not respond because I, I don't think that that's the best place for, for an interaction. But I think that's where most of my negative um, feedback comes. I've kind of had the mindset that uh, as long as there's no foul language, I'm not going to delete any comment. I'm going to let it be there. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage either, but yeah, I've had, I've had a lot of negative feedback um, uh, on a lot of, cause I've covered a lot of hot topics um, kind of in, in the YouTube channel as a whole. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think I've kind of learned to not let it affect me as a whole, because I like, you can't change somebody, somebody's mind, um, through a comment section. You can just, mm -hmm. uh, just pray for pray for them as the most, as the most you can do. Um, yes. so yeah, I think, I think in person has been a lot of positive though. So yeah. Um, what has been your favorite YouTube video to make so far? Does one come to mind? I've gotten that question and I struggle with it so much because, <laughs> because I love so many of my videos. Um, I think I really, really like um, whenever I make uh, a pro-life video, um, yeah. I've made a lot. I think because that's something that, that um, I see as like the most important thing that, that there is, the most important issue that there is in our world. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that even though, I'm that video may not have as many views that week, or, or even if only pro-life people would watch it, I still feel like when I'm recording it, it has like a deeper impact, um, mm -hmm. like a bigger, if nothing else that I'm able to, that I'm able to talk about it. Um, and so I think I, I really like those, not because it's, it's controversial or it gets attention, but because I, I feel that it's that like the most significant thing there is to talk about um, in, in our world. Um, yeah. But other than that, I don't know. There, there have been so many great ones um, uh, about. I don't know. There's, there's been, there's been a lot of fantastic ones. Um, I like looking at. Uh, I, I do this section in a video called "Saint of the Week," and so I really like all my Saint of the Weeks, especially when I've done a lot of early church fathers, and so um, I like, I like those as well. Who's your favorite early church father? Yeah, oh, that's so difficult. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, it sounds a little generic. Um, my thing just froze. Are you there? Oh, yes. Awesome. awesome. You're still um, it, there sounds, as well. it's, it sounds a little generic. Um, St. Paul. Um, I also really, really like um, St. Augustine uh, mm -hmm. and, and Confessions. Um, I'm a big, big, I don't know if fan's the right word, but I love that book. Um, yeah. Also. It's definitely a classic. Yes. Um, yeah, like what are your favorite books? Uh, Confessions, is that your favorite? I think if I had to choose my favorite book of all time, mm -hmm. um, well, you know, outside outside scripture, um, my favorite book of all time, it would be The Divine Comedy um, by Dante. Yeah. Um, love great. that book so much. I, I studied it over the summer. I took a class over Dante over the summer. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just, I mean, I just love that book. I, love, I think every, like every um, kind of paper I've written in high school since that book, and it's like, choose a novel. That's, that's, that's what I go to. That's my go-to book. Um, I really, I really, really like it. It's like, um, and, and again, it's not theologically accurate, but that's also not the point. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just really, really cool to see the, the spirituality in it. Um, I'm, I, I love that book. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite book of the divine comedy? Like, um, hell purgatory or heaven paradiso or i can't right. say the latin terms right so uh damn, it's hard to choose a favorite because because I, I like them all in a lot of different ways because inferno yeah. um has a lot more kind of controversy in it like dante especially at the time like he puts popes in hell <laughs> like all this like there's a lot more controversy there yeah um but then i really really like paradiso because it's like all which is heaven because it's like all of the kind of questions that Dante has throughout Purgatorio and Inferno um, and where he's seen all, all this, maybe what he thinks is injustice or he doesn't understand it completely. Mm -hmm. the, the real, it's just answered so beautifully in Paradiso when talking to St. Peter and, and, 
and um, kind of understanding like it's not up to us to our minds are not supposed to fully understand. And I forget who's talking to him, but there's even this part where where someone's kind of scolds Dante the pilgrim, and then he's like, "Who who do you think that you are that you can question all of this?" Um, and that's just I really really love that part because it just goes to show that that we can't fully understand, and that's okay, and that's the point, um, and that there's a beauty there. So I really really like that too because it's hard to describe heaven. It's it's like you can't obviously it's impossible, um, but I, but I think Dante uh, writes it writes it beautifully. Yeah. So I'll give you another hard question while we're doing the hard questions. Um, what would be your advice to like uh, some some kid going into middle school? Like he's um, he's over summer break. He's like about to go into middle school. What would your advice be to him? Particularly a boy, I guess, because about re regarding like uh, living out the faith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mine, okay, it's it's hard in middle school too because I think in middle school you have this idea that that what matters most is is fitting in and, and being liked in that sense, and I think that it's really really hard to avoid that phase completely. Um, but I think my number one piece of advice to um, a boy going into middle school um, is that the idea like it like that it's not considered cool to be catholic that it's considered weird to not sin and that that is perfectly okay and that that's fine and that it's not going to be and that's a part of the point um and so i think it's hard to summarize that kind of advice in, in one small sentence but if nothing else it, it would just be like to whenever you kind of kind of feel a, a sense of, of maybe uh, you're, you're not fitting in because you're Catholic, so you want to kind of put the faith behind you, uh, separate your faith and school life. And that's the biggest thing is the middle. I think a lot of middle schools and high schoolers have church over here and school over here, and then they don't kind of conflate the two. I think I think it needs to be. I think I think they need to, to work together because your church has to be in your life in general. And that's a part of your school life because school is a big part of your life. And so um, I think that it would be to, to not separate those. Just just bottom line, don't don't separate your, your school life and your faith life, uh, intertwine them. Um, because that, that'll help a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that's definitely one of my big regrets, not, um, practicing any religion during those, um, high school years more, um, aptly, but during middle school, I guess I played basketball and there's, um, there's like Christian basketball camps. So that was, the extent of my spirituality back then, uh, growing right. up as a Baptist, a Southern Baptist, um, that was that was definitely fun. Uh, I'll give you another hard question if you're ready for this one. It'll be harder, I think. I'm ready. So, if you could speak to yourself when you were 11, oh. uh, what would you? What advice would you give uh, to your past self? Oh man, these are hard questions. Or is there anything that you would like to tell them? Like anything that you would. Um, say oh i accomplished this when i was 17. right right um honestly i don't know if this adequately answers the question go ahead i can't, I can't think of, of a piece of advice because yeah like obviously throughout my middle school years and my high school years i made mistakes mm -hmm. but i i don't know if i would advise him on those because i think those mistakes have kind of helped to, to shape me in, into yeah. kind of the spiritual life that I have now. I think what I would do is is honestly say like, just thank you. Like, thank you for um, um, gaining the passion for me at, at such a young age and like, and like mm -hmm. uh, start, starting the, the, the YouTube channel after the conference. Like, like, even though my intent when I started that channel definitely was not, oh, I'm gonna keep this going for years and make this a big thing and, and allow it to deepen my spiritual life. Like that wasn't necessarily what I was thinking. It did happen. And so um, I think it would just be a thank you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. For, for that, especially. That's a really good answer. A really wise answer um, for a 17-year-old. Wiser than something I would say. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so, yeah, congrats on being a good influence through all of your teenage years, even um, before, you're, before you were a teenager. There's not many teenagers out there, Catholic teenagers, making videos. 
And it's definitely helpful to like a lot of those Catholic teenagers who see someone that looks like them that's going through the same experiences. Uh, so do you have plans to keep this up until you're like 80 years old? You're still going to be making videos? Well, who knows what I'll be doing then? I think right now um, I have plans to, to continue making videos um, um, at Franciscan. I think I'll also have like better resources there. Um, yeah. I, I want to get ideally kind of more people involved rather than just one person making a video. And so um, mm -hmm. I think that, that, that other students at Franciscan, like, like the guy I'm, I'm rooming with is a little bit of an influencer, but specifically in the pro-life community, like he does a whole bunch of um, pro-life advocacy. And so I think getting more people kind of involved in the channel in general and continuing it. Um, I think after Franciscan, I know that I want to go into ministry. I know that I want to keep giving talks. I don't know exactly what that'll look like. Um, but I think that Franciscan will, will kind of provide the right resources to get to get a better idea of, of what it needs to look like. Um, so right now, there's no plan on, on ending the channel um, anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm 80, uh, 84, you'll still be around. You'll be 80. Um, so it's a long time from now. But yes. Um, yeah. Have you ever considered like becoming a priest or becoming a monk or even a deacon? Anything? Along right. those lines. So, so I have um, discerned it a lot. Obviously, things things could change. Um, right now, I feel called to the married life. I, I feel called to 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 um, bring children into the world to to raise them up in the faith. Um, obviously, things could change. So, I never like saying, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get married," because because yeah. You know, but, but right now, that's that's where I feel called. Um, I've I've I wanted to be a deacon. Um, I prayed about being being a deacon late later on in life. Um, but, mm -hmm. but I think right now I, I'm called to the vocation of marriage. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also considering becoming a deacon, but we have quite a bit of time. You have to be 35. I'm pretty sure that's the minimum. Right. Um, yeah. So if you start a family, would you, um, help your, like if your, uh, child wanted to start a YouTube channel, um, and even take on the kid Catholic, uh, moniker would you allow him to do that probably for sure for sure for sure i'm not gonna knock that down absolutely absolutely the only reason i ask that is because you can go back and watch this interview when he becomes a youtube yeah. star if that's still around even then. right right um so yeah you've um you've already started your own business i've seen that you turned it into an llc um so what do you do with this business? What are your plans? Like, um, do you have plans of opening up a store of sorts, a studio even? So what, what we're kind of trying to do is, is the more people I get involved. Um, the plan isn't completely clear as of this moment. I know that. So my mom, we, we kind of give her the nickname momager um, because she kind of helps mm -hmm. manage the, the, a lot of a lot of what we're doing so to be completely honest with you don't even fully know what now i'll see means um what i do know is that is that it, it was needed um and that we're kind of um the more we venture like there's an online shop right now um but the more we venture uh, i know that that i want to have something in, in mind for this ministry even past college that that leads to just um evangelization in whatever way possible and and if that means that there has to be a, 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 a business attached to it because it was for some reason that we chose to not do a nonprofit because there was some something issue with the nonprofit. I don't know, some complicated fancy yeah. stuff, um, but but that we decided to do it. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm currently considering uh, turning Catholicism for the modern world into a nonprofit. Uh, still debating, I guess. There's some, um, the difference between like an LLC and a nonprofit is that the LLC is more oriented towards one person. Like um, if they want to continue their business throughout their entire lifetime, like a nonprofit, I could step down um, after a year and then the business could still run. Right. Uh, yeah. I think uh, nonprofits <laughs> rely more on donors and stuff, but um, lots of boring stuff right there. Lots of boring. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Economics. Um, so yeah. Do you, um, plan to do your ministry as a full-time job or are you, are you thinking of becoming like a theology teacher or something like that right now i don't know i mean either both are on the table 
Um, I think there's a there's a lot on the table, or, or if um, I end up being more speaker oriented, I mean, I don't know, which which is why I think I'm glad that I'm going to Franciscan, because I'm hoping at least that that <clears throat> kind of by the time I graduate, that plan will be a little more clear, and it, it'll depend on where the ministry is at, and it'll depend depend on where my speaking career is at, um, as as to kind of what happens with that. But but yeah, I think both are on the table. I I know that whatever it is, I want to be able to 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 talk about God um to two people and in, in whatever in whatever manner that that comes in mm-hmm. so yeah um you mentioned steubenville we'll definitely have to get you on matt frad's pints Aquinas since his studio's in steubenville right 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 um so you're walking distance from him <laughs> is his uh cigar shop so have you ever met matt frad or any like of the big catholic influencers or so i've met so i met scott hahn um i've met uh, Dr. Edward Suri. Uh, I actually wow. actually went on a pilgrimage with him. Um, That'd be a fun pilgrimage. Where was the pilgrimage to? Not to I was to the Holy Land. Oh, that's really so, cool. So it was awesome. Um, I haven't met I haven't met him. Um, I've met a little bit less of an influencer, but I've met Tim Staples. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, who else? I'm blanking. I mean, I've I've, I've met I've met several, yeah. just not some of the some of the bigger ones like that. So who um, has been your favorite to meet? Was it Scott Hahn? Ooh, that's a tough question. <laughs> okay, I think probably Dr. Edward Sarit, just because we got to know him so well. Mm-hmm. That um, Like during the trip, it was he, like we could call him Ted, not, not Dr. Sarit. So, yeah. so I think because because we got to know him so well and and build that um, that personal that personal relationship too, um, that, that he was probably my favorite to meet to get to know um also mm-hmm. so, yeah there's um there's not many young people like us out there making youtube content um have you ever heard of um well i'll ask you this first like who else do you know that's out there um like our age 21 17 that range uh do you have any favorite um youtubers along those lines so i so i used to um i i used to know a lot of i think uh, to be completely honest with you i think where i am the most kind of hypocritical is that i don't watch youtube like like <laughs> at all like i really don't watch youtube not not anymore i haven't and for a while like i'll post on it i don't watch it at all and so because of that i mean i do feel like Good i am thing. behind like in in the youtube community like like i knew um the catholic youtubers from like four years ago but I haven't, I haven't kept up with it. So, so I honestly think I don't, I don't know as many of, of the um, current ones, um, other than the big ones, obviously, um, as many of the current ones as I'd like to. Um, but which is part of why I'm grateful for this connection, right? Because then it can lead yeah. me to kind of where to, where to find um, um, that, that larger community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm definitely willing to help out. Um, that's my secret, just helping other people. Um, the more you help other people, the more people help you. So it it all works out. Right. I appreciate it. There's a, have you ever heard of the religious hippie or Amber? Yes. 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 I think she's uh, one of the big people that are out there actually um, helping out like the teenage range uh, for her. It's the women. Um, so I guess you're serving that role, helping out the young teenagers. Right. Um, do you ever worry that uh, once you become like 25, you'll no longer be able to uh, speak to that age range or to be relatable to them? No, I mean, that's fair. Haven't really thought about it, but no, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully I can kind of still still get an idea of how how they work. I mean, I, mean, I feel like um, what the, the the biggest thing I could lose is the relatability. Um, I feel like I can still talk talk to them, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, no, that's a good point. Um, hopefully not, I guess. Yeah, and I would um, I would look at like Jason Everett or Father mm-hmm. Mike Schmitz. They're talking to that age range, and they're they're much older, though they look young. They still look pretty young, both of them. Um, yeah, I think it is. Uh, the reason for that's just they're living holy uh, lives. And so that translates to um, becoming like a child. They appear as children almost. Right. Um, so, yeah, 
uh, speaking of like holiness, what do you think is the number one secret to becoming a saint? I ask everyone <laughs> this question. You are firing the great questions, man. Okay, so <laughs> thank you. Number one secret to becoming a saint. Well, it's hard to choose one. Yeah. Honestly, again, I don't know if this is an adequate answer. Mm -hmm. I would, I would say the rosary. The rosary is my absolute like. Like I just think, ultimately, like 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 when it comes, yeah, like when it comes yeah. to to becoming a saint, um, it, it's it's just I, how I like to say it is that everything comes back to prayer. Like like you want to treat other people with kindness, you have to love other people as yourself. You want to love yourself, then you have to love God first. You want to love God first, then you have to pray. Like everything comes back to prayer, and mm -hmm. I think that that the rosary is just so, so beautiful because sometimes like when we're, we're um, praying or when we're trying to start a spiritual life and we don't know where to start, like the rosary is just, ah, it, it's right there and it, it's simple. Um, but then beyond that, I think that um, the rosary just adds a sense of calmness and, and, and yeah. uh, like I feel so spiritually at peace whenever, whenever I'm praying the rosary, um, that it draws me to, to the blessed Virgin Mary um, and, and, through her to to God on such a deeper level that, that that I think I think the rosary I think it's so I mean obviously like the saints existed before the rosary but but I think I think the rosary because it's so it's just so impactful yeah that's a great answer because you can learn so many different virtues just by praying the rosary by meditating on the mysteries um, I think my answer would be um, love of God so that that would be my answer but. Um, so yeah, who's your favorite saint? So, oh, you have great questions. Um, so okay, it's hard. It's hard to. I have like three. I have three go-to favorites. Um, Name them all. Saint Clair of Assisi. Um, that's a good one. Um, I was actually um, or I'm planning on reading this book like next week. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, saint Francis and Saint Clair. I got to um, visit uh, Assisi in Italy, and so. Um, I was just kind of moved there. Um, I think yes. blessed. Yes, yes. Blessed. <laughs> oh, this one's a blessed, so it's not not a saint, but uh, blessed Bartolo Longo, oh, wow. um, who was the uh, the Satanist who converted. Mm -hmm. uh, I think his story is just mind blowing. It's amazing. Um, and then also Saint Tarsicius. I really, really like the story of Saint Tarsicius. Saint Tarsicius is probably the one that I talk the most about in my talks. Um, because he's very, he can be very relatable to young people, um, and so I also, I also got to visit the, the catacombs, and so I got to see kind of where Saint Tarsicius was a little bit, also. So those are probably my three, three okay. favorites. So uh, Saint Tarsicius, what century was he from? I'm actually unfamiliar with him. Um, fourth or third, fourth or third, something early, early, early Christianity. Um, but yeah. he basically his story is that he was 12 years old. Um, and they had tried, like there, there were, um, Christians imprisoned and they had tried to, to give them the Eucharist, deliver the Eucharist to them. Um, but they were unable to, they were caught every time. So St. Tarsicius as a 12 year old volunteered himself because he figured that nobody would suspect a 12 year old, um, of, of delivering the, the Eucharist to these prisoners. And so, um, he, he volunteered himself and, and on his way, uh, to, to do that, he was, uh, uh, murdered by. Um, some of the boys nearby who who saw that he was holding the Eucharist, but um, the Eucharist disappeared in his hands before before the boys could steal it, snatch it. Um, but but he's just I, I think he's one of my favorites because it, it just goes to show that. And I mean, there are whenever I talk about him to young people, there are some clarifications. Like I'm not saying you're going to get murdered, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like like kind of explaining that a little bit. Yeah. But I think that it goes to show that that age really really does that like. Sure, I, th I think the only way that age plays an impact is like knowledge. Like you've got to be a little bit older to have more knowledge, more wisdom. But when it comes to love of God, like age doesn't affect that at all. And I think Saint Tarsicius is such a great example of that. And so I really, really like him, especially, um, um, and, and kind of his story also. Yeah, that's that's a really good saint right there. Um, he kind of reminds me of Saint Therese of Lisieux. Mm -hmm. Have you read her book yet, or do you know a lot about her story? I I, I know her story. I haven't read her book. You definitely have to read that. You would uh, enjoy that greatly. That's um, 
that's one of the books like I put off for a long time being a man. Um, but yeah, reading a book by a Carmelite nun, I can relate to that a lot. Just um, she was also a young person, like goes through her life as she um, was a young person reacting to all these events in the world. And um, just it teaches love of God and like uh, the child likeness uh, needed to love God. So right. that's, um, that's the one book I'm telling you to read. Read that uh, the summer break. Uh, you go on summer break in 17 days. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I guess uh, to transition into summer break, do you have any big summer break plans? So actually, so what I think is great is last summer was the busiest summer I've ever had. It was packed the whole mm -hmm. time, slammed, had so many things. This summer, I have the, the or, uh, orientation at Franciscan in June. And then other than that, I'm completely clear. So I can spend kind of the last little bit with family, getting stuff prepared for the dorm room and, and preparing for college. But um, it's it's probably the most free summer I've had in a long time. And so um, I'm very, very excited about that because last summer was absolutely hectic. Um, so I kind of have a breather for this one. Yeah, definitely take it easy because it's a big adjustment going to college. Yeah. Um, do you have any fears about college? Um, anything you're worried about? I mean, I mean, there is some fear in just, in just the newness of it. Um, I get, I think a lot of people on personal in my personal life would know that I'm someone who like, um, who doesn't really like change as a whole, but, but change is necessary. Change is, change is yeah. a part of it. And so um, I think there's some, there's just some fear in that. Um, and, and obviously there's definitely things to worry about that I haven't even thought of yet. Um, but, but I think mm -hmm. that as a whole, uh, kind of, kind of the excitement for it and the readiness, um, balances it out because as much as I'm, as much as I don't like change, um, like it is, it is time, like I'm ready for it. Um, and so, and so I'm, I'm excited in that sense too. Yeah. It's, um, you, I think you get used to college after like, uh, after two days, I think mm -hmm. that first day is a little strange. You're, um, adjusting to living with a roommate. Um, you don't know your roommate, do you? I do. Yes. Well, oh, well, dude. So, so we, I, I didn't know him personally before we were like roommate searching, but okay. um, I, I know who it is now. We've kind of got each other. He's, um, he's an influencer in the pro-life community. So he's a, mm -hmm. speaks at a lot of pro-life rallies and, and stuff like yeah. that. So. so he'll, he'll be a good roommate for you. He'll yes. be a good influence. That's important. Um, you spend a lot of time with your roommate and just, um, so I was in university for a year. Uh, I went to, college or my roommate was like one of my high school best friends so we definitely knew each other um, we never had any disagreements before college um, but i think just living with somebody that long you'll um, the small things will start to uh, irk you like um, he would always play on his phone he had a uh, keyboard clicks on there it's mm. like i was trying to study i just hear click 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 uh, that drove me crazy um, we never had any big disagreements or anything like that um so yeah it's um whoever your roommate is they can help you grow so that that's a really good fit for you um what what are you excited about uh the college lifestyle well um <clears throat> again i think i'm just excited for that newness a little bit like like that mm -hmm. kind of change of scenery i don't know fully what to expect for for the college lifestyle for what things will look like um, but I think that's, I think, I think that's okay. I think, I think it's good. I'm, it's good for me to not know what to expect. Um, and then I'm kind of just excited for, for the whole new nature of it, um, for, for a whole new group of, of, of people, um, to, to kind of get to know, to, to grow alongside. And so, uh, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready for that as a whole. Yeah. And I'll say you have, um, the bachelor life to look forward to having your own apartment, um, that's, I think I like that better than college, but I guess I'm more of an introverted person. Mm -hmm. So I like the, uh, the silence, the quietness of living in the apartment. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of remembering all my crazy stories in college. There was, I think it was like during the first week, everyone was still, um, wild, I guess you could say still moving in and stuff. So it was at like 12 o'clock at night and I just hear, um, they're playing baseball in the dorm, like the dorm hall. 
they like have an actual baseball game, bats, and um, they even have home bases. And so it was, it was, uh, it sounded like bulls were running through the hall. <laughs> I was trying to sleep. So that's one of the things I didn't like. Um, I remember <laughs> sort of a funny story. There's like that first, uh, the first weekend, everyone's taking a shower, everyone's in the bathroom brushing their teeth. Um, but like the week after that, you rarely see anyone taking showers. So I don't know how that happens. Um, but yeah, you'll you'll learn all these stories. You'll pick up on things. Um, I think one of the best parts about college is just the cafeteria. Um, so I think I got two free meals a day, all you could eat. So just going there and having a friend group um, that you share a table with, that's definitely a good thing. Um so yeah, there's a, there's a lot about college. You'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Um, so yeah, uh, going back a bit, I guess, um, to when you were eleven. Uh, so what, um, like, what was your experience like once you started to get subscribers, start to get views? Um, like, when did the realization um, happen that you were going to be doing this? Like in a professional sense almost, or that you're going to be dedicating a lot of your time to it, uh, dedicating an identity to it. Well, I think, I think it wasn't like one exact moment of realization. I think, I think it just, it came to happen. I remember, um, after I posted my first video the next day, I, I went from two to 12 subscribers. And for me, that was like the biggest deal that, that could ever happen. So I was freaking out, um, um yeah. about that, but I don't, I don't think there was like one exact moment of realization. I just think that the, the more I got into it, um, I, I think I also realized how much I loved it, um, how much I loved doing it, mm -hmm. and so how much I didn't want to stop. Um, and so I think as, as kind of that happened and as the talks began, I kind of began to, I don't know if there was like a moment of realization, just kind of began to to understand that this that this was going to be um, a bigger deal than, than even initially intended um, also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Um... I think this has been a really good talk and hopefully this uh, helps a lot of people out. Um, so yeah, do you have, um, are you uh, nervous about high school finals? I know those will probably be next week for you. Right. So luckily um, for my high school classes, since I'm a senior, I get exempt from most of them. Cool. Um, I have, I'm doing some online college courses that I have finals for. And so a little nervous for those, but mm -hmm. the high school ones, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that seniors got exempt from a lot of the finals, I guess, because I was a COVID high, high right. school senior. So, like, my entire second um, semester was just, like, cut in half. Right. Like, um, we, we just heard about COVID, then we didn't go back to school. So, right. I had a really long summer break. I think it was, like, five months total of summer break. Um, so, yeah. Uh, where can the viewers find you? Um on the YouTube channel, of course, but do you have like other social media pages and a website even? So, so I have a website, it's kineticcatholic.com. Um, I have a YouTube channel, again, kinetic. Um, I have uh, uh, an Instagram, which at kinetic Catholic, I think, I think for that one, an Instagram, but, but just looking up kinetic Catholic will work. Um, and then there's also a Facebook um, as, as well. So I have all the, basically big social medias yeah so i encourage all my viewers to go uh check out your ministry um especially the young viewers if there's any out there um you need good um influences and so you're definitely doing god's work keaton um one last thing i'll ask i kind of forgot to ask this so are you familiar with blessed carlo acutis yes yes um so he was i guess me and you both being young people, he was like one of the first young people to do things in the internet age. And he's, um, he's a, a blessed even. So yeah. um, I think we're kind of working on what he left behind. We're carrying on the mission. I agree. So yes, yeah, he has, he influenced you at all um, in any way. Like, so, so he has, he has with a sense of like um, re reassurement. Wait, is that the, was that a word reassurance reassurance that's what i was like yeah reassurance. <laughs> um for 
for kind of living living out the faith um, in the age of distractions as a whole. I got to see his um, his tomb in Assisi over the summer, and so that was really really cool and, and left me spiritually impactful as well. Impacted as well to to like be kind of with him, um, knowing that that the internet that he had has even has even grown drastically since then, and the distractions has even become greater. And now he didn't let that he didn't let that waver him in his faith or in his spiritual life. And he even used it for, for good. Um, and so I think that that kind of, that, that, that has impacted me um, and spiritually as well to, to understand that, that no matter how great the distractions get, no matter how widespread the internet becomes to, to kind of not waver in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. And it just, um, it goes to show that young people like us can become saints uh, so we really just have to persevere in the faith. Uh, when you go off to college, keep persevering. Um, I'm sure you, just uh, listening to you, I think you already know a lot of things that will help you avoid even the pitfalls I was committing like a year ago even. So um, you'll be St. Keaton Gummerson one day. I hope, <laughs> I hope, hopefully everybody can be. <laughs> I guess um, I can't be St. Michael, so maybe St. Snelling or something. St. Snelling, that works, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good one. St. Snelling the Silent, I would like that. <laughs> kind of has like a monastic uh, feel to it. But yeah, thanks for joining me today, Caden. It's been a really great show. Really of course, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Definitely. So I hope to see you um, pick up more interviews after this. I want to see the Matt Frad interview in yes. particular. Yes, that'd be great. His interview with them. The religious hippie was really huge. So uh, God willing. Uh, Absolutely. So Absolutely. Thanks uh, to everyone for tuning in. Um, have-